0: I've got one square mile of land for sale for $18 And I've got a towering... Burke.
1: Day fight!
0: Hello there, welcome to <laughs> Dave Fight It's the podcast where we take great things that occurred on this day in history And we pitch them against each other Yes we do, he's Jake,
1: Yeah, I'm Nat Tapley and together we have taken two of the grapes from the vineyard of history and we bottled them and left them for a very long time and now we've uncorked the wine of entertainment to present to you to see which has the fruitiest nose Joining us today to judge our efforts is Alex von Tundersman, historian and author of Red Heat, Blood and Sand, Indian Summer and Real History Hello Alex, how are you? Hello, i
2: well thank you, how
1: are you? Alright, nervous, we're up to tuna this week aren't we? I,
2: a, mate, I don't know I don't care
0: It's I don't, burned I into your heart <laughs> Absolutely fine Alex, I'm wondering, you know, as a judge for you, you know, what fields do you feel like really, really confident about? Like if someone, if one of us was to bring it up, you'd be like, I know all of this and I'm going to spot any kind of error in this and, and what, <laughs> any, what, what historical would kind of leave growing. you slightly panicky thinking, I, I don't know anything about that
2: well, I mean, I work on the Cold War, so mostly kind of you know, if you're in if you're in post World War II territory, I'm feeling pretty 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 confident, pretty happy about it usually. Um, yeah. uh, and then if you go back and do something medieval, you know, uh, you just you'll get away with anything.
0: 1483.
2: I'm doing <laughs> today. <laughs> <laughs> pretty safe. Pretty safe.
1: I'm going to take us to the thirtieth of April, 1483. Um, when Edward IV, recently having died, you remember we talked about who they all were. Edward IV, I can't remember who we called him. He was beefy. Uh, the beefy blonde one. Um, we called him... He was Hulk Hogan in the... Okay. Was oh. it? So Hulk Hogan's dead. Yeah. Hulk Hogan has died uh, and his son is succeeding him (laughs) and his son, unfortunately, is only 12 years old. So on the 30th of April, 1483, his lovely uncle, Richard, the Duke of Gloucester, who again in our list of people was Rowan Atkinson. Rowan Atkinson, people. <laughs> Rowan Atkinson, Hulk Hogan's brother, turns up to I look can't. after his 12-year-old nephew okay. and said, why don't you come and live with me in the Tower of London for a while? I'll look after you and make sure your coronation goes magnificently. Um, at which point his mother gets frightened and takes all of his younger brothers and sisters uh, somewhere else. But Edward IV goes into the Tower of London. A few weeks later, his younger brother Richard joins him and they are spotted out running around the Tower of London, shooting and hunting, shooting at birds. Um, And on the 16th of June, so about six weeks from now, um, that's when they're seen on the battlements of the Tower of London shooting at things, that by the end of June, uh, Dr Ralph Shea had published a sermon saying that Edward IV shouldn't be the king because his father, Edward IV, uh, Hulk Hogan, (laughs) hadn't been married to his mother.
0: (laughs) His mother being (laughs) who, I don't know,
1: Uh, Elizabeth Woodville, who, uh, um, uh, uh, Josie Lawrence, I guess. (laughs) In this (laughs) (laughs) Hulk Hogan and Josie Lawrence, what a combination. (laughs) Together at last, um, <laughs> he said their marriage didn't count, so he wasn't and so wasn't the king. Um, and then, four days after that, uh, Rich. His uncle Richard, Uncle Richard, Robert Atkinson, oh. gets offered the crown, and he said, "What me? Uh, really? uh, I, oh, I really wasn't expecting this. This is too much. But yes, if you really insist, I will be the king." Uh, and on the s- and then
0: did he humorously drop it, and it rolled all the way down out of the palace, and <laughs> oh, no, 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 no.
1: <laughs> and on the sixth of July he was crowned king. He was crowned Richard the Third. Um, so that. Oh. Uh, thereby and we don't know what happened to the princes in the tower lots of people think that they were probably killed and lots of people think they died on their own without any help but we don't really know one way or the other Alex do you have any opinion on what happened to the princes in the tower?
2: No I have no clue this is medieval Yeah do you care? Oh yeah no I think it's quite fun but no I couldn't possibly give you an opinion (laughs) Do you want, <laughs> no, do you want to know no.
1: anything about the Cuban Missile Crisis? I can help you out with that. Did either did Edward V or his younger brother have any impact on the Cuban Missile Crisis? As far as we can tell, no. Right. So Richard III usurped his brother, his nephew. The problem with usurping people is that you, well, it points out the big hole in being a king because if, if if you can have kings and kings are ordained by God, then you shouldn't be able to usurp them. Really, it does poke a hole in the whole theory of the monarchy. Um... So then you have to sort of try and attach yourself to the people who were last legitimately king. So Henry VII, who followed him, married uh, Edward V's sister, Elizabeth of York, thereby legitimising himself and their nephew, um, well, their child, Henry VIII. So that's my thing that happened on April 30th. It's Edward V taken into the custody of lovely Uncle Richard, who was just going to give him somewhere nice to live for a few weeks until his coronation.
0: I'm going to take you to the 30th of April, 1962, and the Cuban Missile Crisis is just four (laughs) months. I'm going to take you to the 30th of April, 1803, when the United States purchases the Louisiana Territory Mm -hmm. from France for $15 million. Mm -hmm. Uh, More than doubles the size of the United States. Uh, It equates to about $18 per square mile. Which seems like quite the bargain. Yeah, not bad. Uh, the Native American tribes felt that was <laughs> yes, quite a bargain. Some of this is coming to us. That was sort of theirs. <laughs> yep. uh, and what in fact happened was <laughs> they didn't get that. Anything? Subs- no, they did. Ooh. They got two point six billion dollars uh, for it. Uh, I, don't, I can't remember exactly when, but it was nevertheless uh, still much, much muchly so much lower than the true value of the land mm. as you might expect um the four decades following this purchase so from 1803 onwards uh was uh there were a lot of court decisions ruling that um no actually we've just no i don't think these native tribes do belong on this land and uh they can they can just go away now uh, which led to what's called the Trail of Tears. Mm-hmm. That's the forced relocation of 60,000 North American natives. Uh, of course, it helped the United States gain power as an administration uh, geopolitically, had huge ramifications and led just 159 years later to the Cuban Missile. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, there we have it. As uh, Alex cogitates on which of those two. You mother. Um, I'm going to do the birthdays. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. like Gaston has chronicler fans like Gaston. No one dies of a stroke while washing his hands like Gaston. It's Gaston the third, Count of Foix, um, who wrote a book about hunting, which he dedicated to Philip the Bold. Um, I don't know much more about him, but I just want to do a song about Gaston who died of a stroke while washing his hands. Um, happy birthday to Mary the Second. She was joint uh, monarch of the country with her husband William. She was the daughter of James II, who we discussed running away in the very first episode, if you go and listen to that. Um, she didn't want to marry William of Orange Uh, she cried when she heard she had to and she cried throughout their wedding uh, even up to the point at which her uncle Charles II took them up to bed and insisted on watching them consummate uh, their marriage so that's oh her diary still exists um, because she didn't have a chance to burn it she went through and had been burning some of her letters a couple weeks earlier but uh, didn't get around to burning her diary so we still have that Um, happy birthday to an equally happy character Leslie Grantham who his job on EastEnders uh, in 2004 for exposing himself while dressed as Captain Hook on a webcam um, and insulting Shane Ritchie, Wendy Richard and Jesse Wallace Uh, we're glad to know it didn't permanently affect his career in 2005 he was back at St Albans doing panto in Peter Pan Um, I'm not sure which Captain Hook costume he would have used for that performance let's hope they got him a new one The death days. Happy Death Day to Hildegard of the Witzgau The second wife of Charlemagne and mother of Louis the Pious um, She was from Germany well, Not Germany because Germany didn't exist But what was to become Germany um, And some people think that Charlemagne married her Because it was uh, a good political move for him to marry someone who was technically um, in the lands that his brother owned, his elder brother, Carloman. But then Carloman died, so he didn't have to worry. He inherited everything. Um, She was married when she was 12 or 13. She lived until her late 20s, and during their 12-year marriage, she had eight children. No, she had eight successful pregnancies, sorry, including twins, so nine children. Um, And she died after 12 years of marriage uh, because of having too many children. She died in childbirth, so that's Hildegard of the Witzgau. Happy Death Day to Emma Smith, she was the wife of Joseph Smith who started Mormonism but she was a big help to him, she went with him to the to Hill Kamora, where he had hidden or found the golden plates, uh, she went to collect them <laughs> with him, as He went to collect these golden plates. <laughs> How do you say that? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah no, no, well, yeah. Uh, because it's an interesting story because they were both there together and she uh, acted as a witness for this all the way through her life. She said, um, she witnessed most of the things he did and when he, they told everyone in the town they were going to get these gold plates and when they got back to the town, people attacked the, the cart because it was full of gold plates, which would be very valuable, but the gold plates had vanished. And it was a miracle, Jake. It was a miracle. What? <laughs> it proves what? that Joseph Smith had hidden them somewhere on the advice of God and so they hadn't been found by the people who wanted to steal them. Um, he then went into a back room to read them out to her and she was allowed to sometimes touch them through cloth and she said she had done that. so that's definitely what what really happened Jake. He's a really yeah, good witness. Okay. Uh, she also, um, when polygamy started to be part of Mormonism, was a vocal opponent of polygamy. And All right. she started a petition to uh, to prove that Joseph Smith wasn't anything to do with polygamy. So she had a petition with her and a thousand female signatories saying that Joseph Smith had nothing to do with polygamy. And I think if you want a document that says you have nothing to do with polygamy, a thousand female signatures on it doesn't help. And
0: um, did, uh, reader? He married them.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Happy Death Day to Agnes Moorhead. She was in Citizen Kane, the magnificent Amberson, Amberson's showboat. She had four Academy Award nominations, one Emmy win, two Golden Globes, but is best known for being Endora from Bewitched because she was brilliant at that. Happy Death Day, Agnes Moorhead. And that's the birthdays of the death days. Alex, here we go.
2: Right. Well, with the caveat that mm. I know very little about the, uh, the medieval middle Mm. age time, that period. I mean, I'm afraid, that it's not looking good for you, know, because although yeah. I do think, when you said Princess and Tower, I was like, oh, right, right, brilliant, this one, Nat's definitely going to get this one, because um, that's really good. But then I'm mm-hmm. afraid, I think, ultimately, the Louisiana Purchase probably did affect more people and have a bigger impact on history. I mean, it's true that the Princess and the Tower really kind of laid the way for the Tudor dynasty to come up, but one sort of thinks those wily buggers would have found a way one way or another, wouldn't they? So, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> You know. Um, I, Once I'm again, foiled afraid...
1: by wily buggers. <laughs> <as his wife. laughs>
2: I'm afraid I think it is the Louisiana Purchase right. and its huge effect on the Cuban Missile Crisis.
1: That was historian Alex von Tunzelman, author of Red Heat, Blood and Sand, Indian Summer and Real History, none of which you should buy. <laughs> <laughs> you should, they're really great, you
0: Have you got them? <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I, said, oh, I can't read. I can't reach them from from where I oh, am. Because I can I reach my copies. Oh right. Oh cool, cool. Uh, well, you should you read it then, because I can't. I can't. Okay. Cool.
1: Quite. <clears throat> right, see you all tomorrow. Yes. <laughs> sorry
2: that <Dad>. Very good. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's, fine. <laughs> it's good for him.
0: Uh, I don't know why.